mm-hmm. you can have some fun. And I think I would encourage people, especially in, in, in the marketing industry, in our industry to be more creative, think outside of the, their underwear. Well, well okay. Um... <laughs> Because the players are going to play, 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 play. And the haters are going to hate, 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 hate. Baby, I'm just going to shake, shake, shake. I shake it off. <laughs> I shake it off as we start off episode number 144 of the Promo Upfront podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, let's call him, I've got so many things here. Let's call him the Sergeant of the Swifties. The yes. one and only, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby! How the hell are you? I'm doing well because I didn't do that to myself. Uh, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am doing, I'm actually doing really well, man. Things are going great. Just trying to uh, keep all the plates spinning. And uh, to be to be totally honest, we've been really busy. And this is one of the highlights of my week. I always enjoy talking to you. And despite the fact that we're friends, this is the time we get to chat. And so whenever I get to do this, uh, it's really fun. So I'm doing well, buddy. How about you? I'm doing great. You know, I have fully recovered, I believe, from the absolute ass kicking I got on social media for suggesting that I was wrong for not liking Taylor Swift. If anybody had really read the post, I was actually mocking myself for having an unrealistic and unwarranted dislike of Taylor Swift. But I've learned my lesson that we don't tackle that topic ever. Um, But you know what's interesting, Kirby? (laughs) It got me to thinking. And it got me to thinking that You know, she writes a lot of songs. She's a heck of a songwriter, extraordinarily gifted. And I was wondering how many she writes with a pencil. Because, you know, Kirby, for over 300 years, there's been one writing instrument that's really stood the test of time. In fact, it's such an amazing part of human history. It has its own day. Of course, I'm talking about the venerable pencil. And International Pencil Day was just last week on March 30th. Nice. And to celebrate, our good friends over at Shapenko are running a fabulous special through the month of April on one of their most popular pencils, shockingly called the International Pencil. Very fitting, right? Right. They have an amazingly aggressive special pricing and free ground shipping on this pencil. And here's the details, kids. Orders are shipped unsharpened and packed 500 a box. One color imprint is included. All orders must be for immediate shipment. Why would you delay giving someone the joy of pencils anyway? Right. All orders must be marked International Pencils Day, and all orders must be received by April 28th, 2023. Now, Kirby, I know you love a good supplier special like this, especially that's one, you know, that to me, and I I say this not jokingly, I do love pencils. I've Mm -hmm. always loved pencils. And I love the fact because to me, they represent creativity. They Mm -hmm. they translate what's up here in your brain onto paper, making an idea real. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And and at the end of the day, I talk a lot about the idea of the brain dump, right? Where it's yeah. like, I, I've, I've said a bunch of times that your brain's a great place to come up with ideas. It's a terrible place to store them. And when I find that, it's, it's the venerable pencil that I go to. So I can just get things out of my head, helps me organize, helps me think more creatively. And so, yes, 
the pencil. Awesome. Kirby, Kirby couldn't agree more. The offer is good for the contiguous 48 states only and will be shipped via Shipenko's choice of carrier. Again, it's free, so what do you care how they're going to ship it? <laughs> Want to learn more? Of course you. Head over to the newly redesigned Shipenko.com and click Distributor Tools. And underneath that, you're going to see today's specials. Or if you just want to email our good friend Alex Maltz, you can do that, alex at Shipenko.com. All the deals are right there. But time is of the essence. It does end April 28th of 2023. So help your client celebrate International Pencil Day with this phenomenal writing instrument and equally phenomenal deal. Okay, Kirby. I have the honor of having the promo upfront section today. I want to thank you for having the courage to broadcast with me. I had mentioned earlier that I'd learned my lesson not to take on Taylor Swift. It you know, again, really wasn't a shot at her. She's an immensely I talented human. Was I was surprised you took it down. Well, the <laughs> second you called a sex, the second you called a misogynist and a sexist, I think that was time to do it. Yeah. But uh, a lot of Swifties aren't happy with Taylor Swift's tour merch, Kirby. Oh, I okay. did some research. That's right. They're 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 more mad at her than some people were mad at me. Okay. Um, they're mad because they are buying these t-shirts and sweatshirts and things like that, which we've all gone to concerts and bought the shirt, right? Sure, sure. It's the original uh Pixar It didn't happen. You you know, in high school, right. you didn't go to the concert unless you came the next day with the t-shirt on, right. right? Yeah. The problem people are having, it's not holding up in the wash. Uh, people have noticed, quote unquote, major changes in the pieces after a spin in the washing machine, uh, big time fading, even on cold. So my question to you is, why the hell would anyone be surprised? Tour merchandise, band merchandise at the shows have traditionally been the lowest of quality at the highest of price. Now, that's not always the case, but that is the usual, right? Yeah. I remember going to an Elton John concert in 1985. So I was a sophomore in high school. I got the t-shirt. I wore it the next day and my nipples were showing the entire day because the t-shirt was so thin, Kirby. So this is something I've always thought that there's always issues with tour merchandise. Right. Kirby, should anybody surpri be surprised with this at all? No. Um, and, you know, I think it's interesting that I th actually think there's a style around uh, old T-shirts from concerts because they fade, right? And it's actually something that we almost aspire to. And, and now I think you see people trying to recreate that look, which was created by merch that Washington. did, did um, fade. Now, yeah. So, so yeah, buyer beware. I think that's true, uh, certainly, of, of, of merch you're going to get at a concert. Now, I will say it also is a lesson, though, right? Especially once you become the brand that a Taylor Swift yeah. is, that regardless of whether or not it is a reasonable expectation or not, once your name is on it, you're, it's yours. It's yours. And, you know, we talk about this, you know, you and I talk about this with other brands as well. Like, that's the reason not to do cheap, shitty swag is because mm -hmm. it, it does represent your brand. And I think to me, that's really the lesson there that, that all of a sudden that Taylor Swift, unfortunately, it, maybe it's an unrealistic expectation, but because her name is on it and because people love and adore her so much, they believe that it's right. got to be quality. Well, yeah. whether or not that's, um, you know, fair yeah. doesn't matter, but that's the expectation. And so to me, that's the lesson. No, I couldn't agree more. And And here's the thing. Artists don't make money from selling albums anymore or digital downloads. They they don't. Mm -hmm. You want to support 
any sort of artist, you have to go see them in person or you have to buy physical albums either online or you have to buy merchandise from them online or at a show. So I understand that this is a giant income stream for artists and they need to maximize those profits. Um, I also think that, you know, there is an expectation when you pay $60 for a t-shirt, um, which is obscene on any level yep. that there should be some expectation that it's going to last for at least a year or so before it really starts going to hell. My sense is that the Swifties who are upset with this, it will get to Taylor Swift. She is a smart enough businesswoman. I believe she would make changes most likely even exchange some merchandise for the people who feel like they got uh, poor quality. So again, don't yell at me. I, I'm not yelling at Taylor Swift here. I'm, I'm yeah. really not. So, so real quick though, it's fascinating um, just between the, um, the challenge with tickets and some of this stuff. It, mm-hmm. it, again, I think it goes back to the expectation that people have, but man, this, uh, this concert now I will say that. The, so I've heard the issue with getting tickets now you've yep. told me the issue with merch. And so those are challenges. I will say I have heard that she has put on like it's a it's a Bruce Springsteen-esque length of show. And I always well, admire that. I would not compare her to that spare. But, well, but what the, I would say is the length no, of kidding. concert. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm kidding. No, I've heard the same thing. She is doing, I believe, 33 songs, which is ridiculous. Most artists will stop at about 22, 24. It's about a three and a half hour long show. So while tickets are very expensive, it seems like everybody's walking out of there feeling like they absolutely got their money's worth, if not a bargain. So I think, I think that is, uh, you know, it's just a different, it's a different time. I remember cheap concert tickets. um, They don't really exist anymore. Right. uh, Yeah, for sure. If you want to go see your favorite artist, whether it's Bruce Springsteen or Taylor Swift, um, you might want to start saving up your scratch in a way to make more money, Kirby. Hey, Hey, distributors, is your marketing working? Hell, if you can't answer that question with an immediate hell, yeah, then you need to reach out to Promo Pulse. They can help you consistently amplify your sales through stunningly beautiful outbound marketing that's so easy to use. You customize it, you set it, and you forget it. Five minutes. That's right. Learn more at promopulse.io slash amp. Make a little bit more money. Save a little bit more money so you can get your $900 sweatshirt from Taylor Swift. Kirby, do you have a topic for us today? Yeah, I'm I'm nervous to wade into this one, um, but it feels like it's topical. So, um, I have a hope. I have a hope for this one. Okay, I'm hoping it's what I think it is. Bud Light has it's not that, huh? Uh, it's not Bud. That's okay. I would like to talk about Bud Light. Yeah, so Bud Light has changed their packaging uh, for mm-hmm. a brief uh, period. They've partnered with a trans influencer, and it's prompted mm-hmm. a lot of right wing backlash. Um, essentially they, uh, changed their packaging to have a rainbow on it. And they, mm-hmm. uh, they partnered with an influencer to, to put it out yeah. there. And the, the, the backlash to, uh, this change has been loud and swift from those, uh, the, the likes of kid rock who, uh, apparently launched it up and shot a case of it with a shotgun or an AR 15 or something. Um, perfectly and, normal, perfectly healthy. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, joking of course. Yeah. So I, I don't know that I want to wade into yeah. that, <clears throat> except that, you know, obviously Bud Light took a stance that was, uh, you know, pro-inclusion. And mm-hmm. um, I think we see more and more brands taking stances like this, right? Yeah. So I was curious to know from a brand perspective, you know, mm-hmm. is the juice worth the squeeze on some of these 
um, these uh, campaigns? Do you think that it makes sense for Bud Light and specifically, and then does it make sense for other brands to do the same? Let me go ahead and sign the documentation that my career is over and then I'll answer your question. Okay. <laughs> so uh, here, here's what I think about it. Um, I, I'd like to see brands, whether it's Budweiser, Bank of America, whatever, pick, pick your company, Nike, doesn't matter. If you're going to embrace pride and and that's the you know uh, uh, alternative lifestyles. I'm sure I'm saying something wrong. I don't mean to, but you know LGBTQ all that plus. If you're going to embrace that, then do it all year long. I get very weary mm. of companies embracing that for a month. Um, but then there's also value to them embracing it for yeah. a month. So honestly, it's a it's a tough one. Yeah. It's a really tough one. Um, I think more than anything, what you have to do is align it with your brand and make it part of your brand. So yeah. you can amplify. I think so. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking off the top of my head. You, yeah, you know, I, I blindsided okay. you with this. So that's okay. Uh, yeah. So what I think is, if if you should either be part of that community all year long, but it's okay to amplify yes. leading up to June, which is Pride Month. I think that's perfectly fine. I think what I don't like is the companies that you know they're very against any sort of LGBTQ plus rights. Uh, all of a sudden, they have a rainbow on their logo, and right, all of a right. sudden, they're doing stuff like that. It's not authentic, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know about Bud Light. I assume that. Look, they just want people to buy their beer. They couldn't care if they were green, purple, or, or you know whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, I think a backlash against it, where Kid Rock is, who you know, let, let's be honest, I'm not, I'm not a huge Kid Rock fan anyway. Um, mm -hmm. But that, that's just silly. Yeah. You know, they want it's businesses' a goal and objective to grow their audience and the revenue, and you do that by appealing to different target sub target audiences within your overall audience yeah. so from that perspective i don't blame them um i don't think i really answered your question i, I rambled though which no no you did great actually it's it so i i think it's interesting um about this so number one i think if you're going to do something like this you just got to know your audience i think the piece that mm -hmm. if bud light got it wrong and i i actually don't necessarily think they, I don't did, think they got it wrong is that you know it, understanding who the target market is of yep. people who drink Bud Light, which is a bat urine tasting beer. Um, now, but it's also knowing your upside and you kind of alluded to it, trying to get into yeah. other sub markets. The thing that's fascinating is whenever there is a controversial campaign like this, people lose their mind for a quick minute yeah. and then that's they move on point. with their life. I mean, I remember yeah. Not very long ago that no one was ever going to buy Nike again because of a controversial mm -hmm. um, campaign with Colin Kaepernick. And what right. what it did was <clears throat> expand their market into, you know, different marketplaces and made them more credible. Right. Um, and most of the time that outrage moves on. Um, so yeah. I, I, I kind of am interested in it. I'm fascinated yeah. by the outrage. And I like I think that, and I actually have given this a little bit of thought. And I think my one take is, just because you're for one thing doesn't mean you're against another. And that is Correct. something I think that we as a culture are really struggling with. That yeah. the the idea that hey, if we are 
um, shining a light and and giving you know uh, the pride community uh, you know ups and 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 saying hey you yeah. know shout out to them it doesn't mean you're anti everything else and i think that's no, the piece a... we seem to by the way both sides do this so this is not a it, it's just like you're allowed to lift other people up regardless of your beliefs and so uh, that's the part that is frustrating and i think it's i found myself getting frustrated with the frustration and then i realized yeah. that that hate that people are pushing out is yeah. That's what they're trying to do. And so I, I, I guess I don't mind, you know, Bud Light changing their can yeah. and uh, the fine. irony behind uh, the people who say you're not allowed to get upset about anything, getting upset about the packaging on a beer can is not lost on me. So anyway, that's it's, my, yeah, no, I agree. And I think you made a great point, you know, just because you're for one thing doesn't mean you're against another. And we do live in that society. We also live in a society where everybody has access to the highest technology. They have reached everybody and anybody. And we didn't, you know, unfortunately, when you give everybody the chance to give you an opinion, they will. Yeah. So, sure you know, to me, Bud Light changing their can, um, and I haven't seen the can, but it's no different than them changing their can to look like a, f a blue football during right. football season yeah. or uh, Michelob Ultra has a golf ball can right now. So to me, it's no different. You're appealing to an audience. But here's the thing, too, from a brand perspective. You have to be a little careful here. And, and I so and what I mean by careful is understand that you may go for you may it's pro, it's most likely right to recognize the LGBTQ plus community during Pride Month. I think that's a very important thing. Understand that you may alienate part of your audience and that's okay. That's okay. I think, you know, it's not what you sell, it's what you stand for. And you, if you stand, if you, if you think you're for everybody, you're really for nobody. If everybody thinks your product is the best and awesome and you guys, man, you got a problem. That's a bigger problem than 20% than of your target audience who's never going to buy from you because they think it's bat urine yeah. uh, or whatever. So I think I think it, it's a tough thing for companies. They're in a tough position because if they don't do something, they might be called out for, well, they're ignoring us. Yeah, right. um, and if they do something, then they're called out. Well, why are you making them so special? Yeah. You can't win. So you just kind of have to pick, pick your lane as a company and an organization and go with it and feel good about it. Okay, cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate All right. Let so, me spring that on you. No, I appreciate it. This will be the last promo upfront podcast. <laughs> um, I doubt it. All right, Kirby. Twitter. Our pal Elon Musk. He has changed the iconic bird logo to the Doge of Dogecoin currency. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, Dogecoin is a low rent cyber uh, uh, cryptocurrency that uh, Elon Musk has had quite a bit of interest in. He's um, uh, Anytime he's spoken about it, it's gone up. If he ignores it, it goes down. It, it's, it usually trades under about a buck a share or a buck a, a buck a Dogecoin. Whatever. Um, yeah. But anyway, so it's, but what he's did, he's, he owns Twitter now. So he's taken that blue bird and now he's put the Doge up there. Um, and most people think, and it's just a picture of a dog, basically. Mm -hmm. um, that's what the, doge stands for um it's only on the computer so if you go twitter on your laptop or something like that you'll see it it's only uh oh and after you change it the value went up 20 percent on dogecoin mm -hmm. immediately 
and most people think it's because he is being sued by the government for racketeering uh, when it comes to manipulating the price of Dogecoin. And his attorneys filed a bunch of briefs to dismiss said case. And as a joke, it seems like Elon Musk put that up on Twitter. We could talk about all that. I just want to talk about the brand part of it. I, I almost think Elon Musk is hell-bent on killing Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it, it, he has done it, – it is, it is fascinating because he is either – and, and people have said this before about him, where he's either, uh, you know, the evil uh, villain, you know, genius, yeah. or, or he really is just a genius and he's seven steps ahead and we aren't seeing where he's going. Yeah. Um, and I, I I don't know which, like, I, I but I will say that from maybe a he's user, both. Yeah, maybe. But from a user perspective, Twitter has become less and less interesting to me. Yeah. And I will say that the uh, he seems like he's running it like a vindictive toddler in on many days. Now, yeah. the idea that you like then separately just this thing that if you are an entrepreneur and take like Musk and Twitter out of the equation, the idea that you could leverage one brand to build another, I think is really smart, right? Like yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk is the king of that. Where he's sure. like, okay, I'm going to do this, but then I'm going to buy into Empathy Wines, and I'm going to promote Empathy Wines, and it's going to help me. I, I love that. It, it makes total sense. So on the one side, I, I think it's really interesting and, and could make a ton of sense. But if he's doing it just to thumb his nose at the government, I think it's douchey. So, you know, yeah, I, I don't I don't understand at all what, what no. Musk is doing. <clears throat> he's clearly brilliant. I, I don't think anybody would argue that. Uh, I just wish he'd keep his mouth shut and I wish he'd focus on running his companies. Mm -hmm. And when I say running his companies, I mean not running them into the ground, yeah. um, which seems like he's doing with Twitter. I mean, Twitter is a, is a disaster. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was, it, you know, other than uh, LinkedIn, it was my least favorite platform. Um, uh, but, uh, and now it's even worse. You know, I, I, I have a new account because I got hacked. So I was very specific in who I'm following, but there are still things that are political that pop up in my feed that I'm absolutely not following. Yeah. Oh, um, totally. And they pop up in my feed. Yeah. Um, and now, now it seems like if you want to really curate your own feed, the only way you can do that is to spend the eight bucks a month or whatever it is for a verified account or else you're going to be subject to all these other things which i actually have no real issue with that it's his platform he can do with it what he wants and he has to find a way to monetize it but but it's my time I, and attention I am, and i can do what i want with that too which means i'm spending yeah. a lot less time on twitter oh absolutely no i 100 yeah. percent. i i I barely go on Twitter. I just make yeah. sure I'm not hacked anymore. That's all I go <laughs> on for. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, yeah. Kirby. Cool. All right. Well, hey, let's talk about my underwear. Um, let's. I've been <laughs> wanting to talk about your underwear for weeks. So it's about time. I knew it. Uh, so a couple months ago, and I, it's probably been a year ago at this point, uh, my wife actually signed up for a subscription for underwear for me mm -hmm. from Shinesty. And I will tell you, amazing, right? I don't like wearing any other underwear. It's really good. Why am I bringing this up? Other than to make you uncomfortable and to see your face just like that. It's amazing. Um, well, I got an email from them, and that's obviously why I'm on their list, is mm -hmm. they did a promotion where they uh, ran a, a special, and they, they announced in their email 
that they were uh, in retail all of a sudden because they were all direct to consumer. And they did a uh, consumer, uh, they said they're in retail. You can get them at all Apple stores. Okay, exactly. And so I read on because <laughs> I'm curious. They said, just go and log into the computer and use the code Apple69LOL and you'll be able to order them. <laughs> and April I, Fool's joke, right? It, no, this was like a month oh. ago. So it was pre. It, and so long story short, they are actually partnering with a retail brand where they're getting in. But the concept behind this, I, there are so few sales emails that I read. This yeah. was one that not only did I read, but my wife actually pointed it out to me and said, hey, look at this. So I guess my question to you, I, A, I just thought it was funny. And yeah. the idea, and, and by the way, in the email, they said, oh, by the way, don't mention this to the staff because Apple doesn't know that they're partnering with this on this. <laughs> this concept I thought was really funny. Yeah. A, is it dangerous and irresponsible? Is it creative? What say you, Bill? Oh, I think it's creative. I, I think... I would assume they've had some talks with Apple that they would mention, you know, the name, maybe not. So, I mean, it's dangerous on that level. You yeah. might, it's, it smell, if you did, it smells like a very, smells like a very quick cease and desist uh, letters <laughs> being sent by uh, Apple attorneys. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's, that's, you know, and again, what we talked about earlier that everybody's got a voice now, yeah. every, and that's a good thing. It's also a tough thing. And right. from a marketing perspective, it's challenging because everybody's got a voice. How do you get through that that noise, that clutter, and something like that, where you're thinking way differently mm -hmm. about how we go to market, and you know, straddling that line of tongue in cheek versus poor taste, yeah, not an easy one to do. And it sounds like they did it very well. Um, I, oh, to, I to me, thought, to me, yeah. Well, that's well, the challenge. But right? you're. But you're the target audience. Yeah. There, are there going to be some people who are offended by that? A thousand percent. <laughs> but again, you can't run a successful business organization being everything to everyone. Yeah. I love Amazon. I guarantee you there's a good contingent of people that can't stand them and would never buy from them. That's healthy. Because what does Max Baer say? Hug your haters. You've got to listen to the people who are criticizing you yeah. so that you become better. Yeah. I say this in my talks. You've heard me say this a million yep. times. You've got to ask your clients, how am I doing? How are we doing? How was this? And they're going to tell you fine because people are nice and they don't want to hurt your feelings or it's just uncomfortable to give you honest criticism. Right. And that's where you say something like, I'm sure or I'm glad you're happy with everything that we're doing, but there's got to be something we can do better. And that's when they give you honest criticism. That's where you do become better. That's where you create loyalty. So while you, you know, Shinesty may have alienated a couple people, so what? Yeah, you know, thought, that's I, fine. They, yeah. they, I bet they know their target audience better than we ever could imagine us thinking they know their target yeah. audience. Well, and again, I think that the sort of the lesson here is that sometimes it does, you know, depending on the brand. And I think we talked about this last yeah. week, like have some fun when you know your audience and like it, mm -hmm. you can have some fun. And I think I would encourage people, especially in, in, in the marketing industry, in our industry to be more creative, think outside of the, their underwear. Well. Well, okay. Um, wow. Um, I got to shake that off, Kirby. And I got to talk about, <laughs> thank you. I got to shake it off because the haters are going to hate, 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 hate. Um, I am so honored that our sponsor this week is Shepenko. Uh, with International Pencil Day being March 30th, they're running one hell of a special on their International Pencil. 
you can go to shapenko.com to see all the details. Go into their um, newly redesigned website under distributor tools, today's specials, or you can email Alex Maltz at alex at shapenko.com. But this special only runs through April 28th of 2023. So you better sharpen your pencils <laughs> and head over there right now. And Kirby, I think I need to go uh, take a shower. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs>